podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Pit Stop Fracker. I'm your host Anik and today we are here to discuss that classic Emiliana Romanga Grand Prix which served up an Italian treat. I'm joined today by JL, Kunle, Chris and another debutant to the pod, Nam. How are you guys all keeping? Let me come to you first, Nam. How are you keeping? Welcome to the Pit Stop Fracker family. How did you find that race, mate? Thanks, thanks, guys, for having me. Um, yeah, no, I've, I'm keeping well. Um, been busy. I've been watching the other, the other pods, and like a good, like a good uh, title challenging team. I thought this is the time to come in and start to really enforce myself onto the pods. So yeah, no, it's good to be here. Um, the race was good. I enjoyed it. Um, not the best race because he who shall be shall not be named won. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, okay. <laughs> apart from that, we're no, here for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah that guy won. But um, the legend himself had a spectacular race in my eyes from what what he had to deal with to where he finished. So, but yeah, I, I guess we're gonna speak on that anyway. So I don't want to spoil too much. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We're 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 going to touch on that definitely, and and look, we're we're going to get into what was definitely an an enthralling race. But I suppose before we get fully stuck into the race itself, we should probably touch on yesterday's qualifying performance. And obviously, being the second Q three, you could kind of see a pattern or trend starting to form. Hamilton managed to stick it on pole, his ninety ninth pole of his career which was which was fantastic to see although we could start to see you know Bottas not performing as close to Hamilton as he should be the Red Bulls you know it, I think it's quite clear to see they're definitely quick now um when it comes to the 2021 season JL let me come to you on this how did you see that qualifying performance what did you make of Bottas what did you make of the Red Bulls so in terms of Bottas, right, I think something needs to be done. I think I think it's like a mental thing now, whereby even though Total won't say it, everyone knows he's number two, right? And this is a genuine title challenge from Red Bull. So, so you just you'd think you're in arguably the sister car, but still the best car. You should to be able to get it at least, you know, P two, P three. And for whatever reason, he just he just couldn't. Um, the pace from Verstappen was expected. You know, ev- before the weekend, everyone felt he would be a challenge. Um, it was surprising Perez uh, outdid him. But as we said, that was mainly more down to, I think, Max um, making a mistake on his final run. But it definitely does, at least for this year, show that Mercedes won't be doing one, two, every single race. And I think, as we'll talk talk about later in this um, this pod, um, how critical starts will now be than previous seasons whereby, you know, didn't really matter. 
if Lewis was first or second, he's going to win. Now it's, I think, which is good for the sport, but, you know, being front row at, or being third and on the good side of the track is going to be important. No, definitely. I fully agree with you there. Um, obviously, personally, I feel Bottas should have done much better in that machine. You know, he qualified eighth. Um, and that obviously put the Mercedes as a, a distant vantage when it came to race strategy. But just, you know, finalising on, on on the qualifying performance, I'm, I'm going to come to you quickly on this, um, Kunlay. What did you make of Perez, you know, out-qualifying out Max? Although by, by the slightest of margins, did you see something there to show that, yeah, look, Perez has a bit of pace in terms of qualifying? Um, not really, to be fair. And for qualifying, I totally expected it to be Max, Lewis and Bottas. Or it was, I, I thought it was going to be any three of that combination because, you know, throughout practice, Valtteri was fast as P1, P2. Mm-hmm. And then P3, Max obviously hooked it up on on, Q, on P1 in, you know, in practice three. So... When Perez went P2, it was like, okay, not bad, not bad. But I always thought, I thought his race strategy was going to be compromised based on Q2 because he used the softs for the fastest time in Q2. So he didn't really look comfortable going into Q3 from Q1, Q2. But Max, you know, he went wide. He made some, he had some niggles. He had to, he had to save the car actually in terms of, according to what it said, you know, he had to like save the car, and so it made it made sense that Perez outqualified him. But at the end of the day, we know how the race went today. So I guess no, there's no that's the point. There's no points on Saturday, right? The points come on Sunday. Yep, hundred percent. Look, the points come on Sunday, and what we saw, tucking, you know, fully tucking into the race itself. You know, like like an hour before the start. You know, it started raining. We had cars spinning off as they were entering their their grid position. It, it it promised to be a fascinating and exciting race. And you know what? Lo and behold, it was. Now, off the start, we saw for, for the for those of you who who aren't aware, Verstappen started in P three, um, and he really did hook it up at the start. Um, there was a bit of controversy that, that that we did discuss before recording this pod, but. You know, he went from free P3 to P1 um, after the first couple of corners, um, to which there was a little collision with Hamilton. Um, although it, it seemed as though the race winner itself was kind of finalised after that. You know, he he managed to get himself into the lead. And, and from there, it seemed as though he had, um, a, you know, reasonable control of the race. Um, I'm going to come to you on this, um, Chris. How did you see those opening opening? exchanges between Verstappen and Hamilton? <clears throat> How I saw it was just good, hard racing. Like, obviously, Max closed the door forcefully, but, you know, it's it was wet there. So it's not like a normal dry condition where it's easy to leave space. Like, everyone's skating about, everyone's struggling. So, like, you have to give them a bit of, like, a bit of leeway to be, like, if the door's closed quite aggressively... It's perfectly fine. So, yeah, it's just good car clean racing. I think both of them weren't too, like, Hamilton wasn't too angry about it. He was just more worried about the state of his car going over the, the bumps. So, 
like the look the stewards saw it they noted it and they didn't apply any penalties so it's perfectly okay in my eyes yeah look it, it is what it is and i suppose I, I myself as a massive hamilton fan i've got to put my hands up and say you know what in terms of on track racing like verstappen in my view had him there like i feel as though he found the inside line verstappen was much more brave much more braver than than i expected him to be and you know and and, and he flew down the inside the contact you know, I, I saw it as a racing incident personally. And I just think from there, you know, it, it, it kind of set the tone for the rest of the race. I uh, just want to get your thoughts on this as well, Niam. How did you see those um, those 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 opening few corners between Verstappen and Hamilton? So I immediately have issue of the positioning of Verstappen. Because if he did beat Hamilton to the corner he wouldn't be colliding with the front wing. That, that to me that doesn't mean to me that, that 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 doesn't mean you haven't fully secured your the racing line in my eyes. If you if your front wheel connects with someone's front wing in a corner that you're closest to but you and you attempt to take the racing line to me that means you haven't you haven't successfully finished your your um your duel. Um, so I, I I didn't I didn't understand why the stewards didn't look at that a little bit further. Um or at least investigate. I don't think there was any kind of investigation on that, um from what I remember. Um so that's where I take a I take a bit of a different stance. But putting that aside, Max did have a a decent race. He led from the front didn't do anything that was going to go crazy and all fair to him he, he he finished the job which i wasn't expecting but here we are look it, you know what it, it is what it is and and i suppose as uh, as the race progressed through that first stint we saw verstappen um you know what in, in my eyes have that bit of control over the race you know he was leading from the front he was on those inters um to which point I think it was around mid, I think it was around lap 27. You know, they, they obviously started looking at pit stops and, you know, he came in first for Stappen. Uh, Hamilton looked to, to do the overcut. And obviously the Hamilton's pit stop was four seconds, which, which in my view could have been a bit quicker in terms of, you know, performing that, that overcut expertly. Um, but yeah, let, let me come to you on this JL. Do you think, um, that 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 pit stop exchange. Do you reckon that could have worked out in Hamilton's favour, or do you think Verstappen um, just had the overall pace? I think I just think he had he had the overall pace pace because um, even if you t- even if you you said a four second pit stop, right? Even if they got it down, yeah, to it was four sub, Yeah, sub three, he still would be behind um, Verstappen. I think he just didn't have enough time to, as we say, hammer time. So. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think the pit stop made any real difference. Um, I'm not mistaken as well. Memory serves me right. Verstappen, when Hamilton was coming out, Verstappen was still was also behind a car who was trying to over, um, over, uh, trying to lap anyway. So, yeah, yeah, it just, it, just, it, it was just as simply just Verstappen just had a great race. It's just, it just had the, it just had the pace, unfortunately. Um, and sometimes you just have to hold, hold your hand up and just say that that 
that car that today was just the better car. Yeah, I mean, you know that. I mean, I, I'll say it again. I, I feel as though that that Red Bull is um, quicker, much more quicker than than I expected it to be at the start of the year. But obviously, Mahad's not on this pod to, to, to rebottle that point. But let's talk about the sister Red Bull now. You know, Max Verstappen's teammate Sergio Perez, who had. <laughs> An indifferent race. Let, let, let's put it that way. You know, he started from second. Um, he had he had initial difficulty. You know, at, at the start, Charles Leclerc managed to to jump him um, at, um, yeah, on on the opening lap, and then I think behind the safety car, he also went off track and and he was losing places. And then he was hit with a a ten second penalty. It was not the best day at the office for Sergio Perez. So. Kunle, let me come back to you on this. How did you assess, or how would you assess Sergio Perez's performance today? Um, he had he had a very bad day. It was it was a bad day, considering he started well, and he. So this is the thing I don't understand. You're a Formula One driver. You've been a Formula One driver for a very long time. Mm-hmm. There is there is a standard rule that every Formula One driver should know. You do not overtake behind a safety car. And I mean, <clears throat> exactly. Everyone's shaking their head because you don't just do that. And you it goes wide under the safety car. When you go wide, if you crash your car under the safety car, they don't fix your car and put it back where you are. So if you go wide under the safety car, that's you. It's not like anyone forced you wide. You go wide. You rejoin where you rejoin, wherever place that is. But I don't think even I think even the drivers that he overtook, they didn't, I don't think anyone was sure about the rules around in that. Because I remember during the race, I asked the same question, like, is he allowed to take the place back or should he just exactly. be he's meant to be behind? But so he took the place back and Boom, he got slapped with a 10-second stop-and-go penalty. Fair play to him. After that penalty, he, re- you know, he recovered the drive. Speaking of the safety car, that first safety car, let me not speak on the two individuals involved because that was just shambles. It was a shambles. Speak on it. Speak on it, Kunle. Tell us about it. <sighs> Our good Canadian friend, Nicolas Latifi, Latifi. and um, our... The the resident F1 villain, Mazepin. Whose whose name we prefer not to say. But I, yeah, I'll, I'll call it Mazespin. Mazespin, you know, they had a little collision and Latifi came off worse. And for what is worth, that was all on Latifi. I don't think Mazepin had anything to do with that. You know, he was just by himself mm-hmm. driving his own race. And then, yeah, Latifi did what Latifi does. So back to Paris, he, you know, he made good progression. He did what he had to do. He recovered from the stop and go penalty. He was going for the grid. And then, you know, as well would happen, would happen, the, the red, the red lights, the race cars, red lights, everyone stops, you know, everyone discussing strategy with their engineers. Okay. This is how we're going to restart. And then the restart goes, the restart's fine. And our good old friend from Mexico, he decides to spin. And he goes from fourth to virtually last because the two, no. has, 
the two has cars don't count. Anyways, they're always going to be 19 and 20 when everyone finishes. Modern and, day minorities. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. God bless Gunter's heart. I don't know what they're doing out there, but God <laughs> bless his heart. And he goes all the way down to the back. And, you know, from that on, from that place onwards, even though you're in the fastest car, even though it's the, it's still, it's still a whole journey because you've ruined your tires. You got to get hit back to it. I think he was on the soft. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he was on the soft. Yeah, he was. He was. was. So it was one of the few drivers on the soft at that point. Eman Lando Norris, which I guess we'll speak on later. And, you know, from there on, that was just the end of his race. And I I have I have Perez beaten Verstappen. I'll shamelessly I'll shamelessly still claim that's gonna happen at some point, but he needs to get it cracking now. Like, you know, he cannot afford races like today again. If Red Bull wants to win the championship and if he wants to make that seat his own seat, let's not forget he's got a one-year contract and Red Bull don't play if you're not giving them points. Bye-bye. See you later. Yeah, That's yeah. what it is, yeah. I, you, you know, Kune, I, personally, I think you summed it up perfectly there. And I just want to kind of finish up on, on the Perez point because it's, we, we have so much to get through today. I want to make sure we get through them all. Um with enough analysis and and obviously your guys' opinions on it. But I'm going to come to you on this, JL. You know, for a man that qualified second and ended up in 11th overall, a minute behind, obviously Kunle's touched on it. The proceedings that happened throughout the race didn't, you know, didn't, didn't fall for Perez. Are we starting to see hallmarks here of a cursed second road red second seat at Red Bull. Mm. Are we starting to see some issues with Perez or do you reckon he just needs to get his head in order and and and, and he'll showcase his skills to, to the rest of the Formula One world? So I'm I'm, I'm simple for me, I'm a, I'm a Perez fan. You know, I said in the first pod, I said yeah. he'll do better than Max in whatever way in whatever way I said it. Um he you know what he's just been unlucky. I think from like the first race, um, he had issues with his car. This race, yes, mistakes that were his fault. Yeah, he also had he still, also had staring issues today. By the way, I forgot exactly. So yeah. yeah, yeah, and he still finished technically, I think, eleventh because of the uh, the penalty, the post match penalties. So he he has shown he's a strong driver. Um, it's just. I know these mistakes of his own doing versus other things outside. It just looks bad, especially when your um, your teammate is battling for the championship and for first, and you were brought in to be basically what Bottas was last season. You're meant to be the guy that is getting second, you know, challenging for second or third, so that Red Bull have a competitive, constructors t- challenge. And right now he's not doing it. But unlike um, certain drives of last year in that seat, I have more faith that 100%, if that was Albon in that seat today, right? Uh, and let's say he made the same mistake from the um, first safety safety car. Safety car. Right? He's, not, he's not driving back to where Matt Perez got to before he spun again. He, 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 he would have stayed in the midfield battle. So I don't worry that Perez won't do well. He's a competitive driver. He, he's can overtake. He's in 
arguably the second or first fastest card, depending on how you look at it. Mm -hmm. He just needs to get his head down. And I think he's trying a bit too hard to almost, as you said, it's a one-year contract. And he and we all know that Christian Horner is difficult. He's stubborn. And very likely, they're probably really, already looking at other drivers. So he knows if come race, let's say, five or six, if he's not doing what they expect him to be doing, he'll, he'll sit the season, but he knows he's, 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 out, he's out of the seat. Um, and after Red Bull, you know, you can't, there's only one place called Opus, which is, which is um, Mercedes. Mercedes, so, yeah. Which is, there'll be no seat for him there. So he knows this is it for him. This, this will be the best he can potentially get. So I think he just needs to relax. Um, we've, seen, we've seen it with, with Carlos Sainz as well at Ferrari. These guys are trying a bit too hard. Um, I get why. I get I don't know the, the way the sport is, is designed. Um, but I think he I think he will do okay. Now, I'm not ashamed as some other people in the community. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I do believe that Perez, come end of season, will be comfortably in the top three or four um in the championship. Yep. Is, nice. Can I just nice add something see. quickly to that? Go for it. Um, Go for it, Nam. I, I feel like uh, Perez has... So, and I think this is what cursed... Has cursed Gasly in the past and which has cursed Albon. Probably not to the extent of Albon, but Gasly and Perez. Is, like at Mercedes, your number two driver... Um, if they're if they're good enough, would have a decent car and a decent team around them for them to s- establish themselves as twenty. Um, sorry, as as number two. So, for example, last year Bottas comfortably finished second in a lot of races, or finished second and third. Um, and I think that's because he had the team, um, like the the Mercedes team had the tactics, had the nous, had the professionalism to put him in a car and in a position to finish in those places. I feel like there's a growing trend at Red Bull now that the number two driver doesn't have that team around him. Um, And as a result, they suffer a lot more as second drivers at Red Bull than you would at Mercedes. Mm -hmm. And um, as a result, it's showing more on um, Paris's performances, um, and like I said, like you said, Jay, I, I think he will, he will he'll be fine. But if he had that, I think a better structure around him, um, probably might be challenging. He might be challenging more races than he will be. He might be currently at the moment Norris is third in the um, driver standing. That should be Paris, if if in in anything. Um, that that's in a normal world that should be it. but i'm starting to see there's now a growing trend and it happened with vettel back in the day when ricardo was there and weber was there um these number two drivers just are not having the team around them and as a result they're being sacrificed for the star boys of the of red bull um and it's, it's causing people's drivers who would have had really good careers at Formula One to be looking like complete messes. Yep. I mean, yeah. definitely, definitely agree with you there on that I one. Am, um, speaking speaking of that, I call Perez's car the, the UAT car. 
you know, it's the user testing the cover Red Bull. Yeah, the, 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 the sandbox version in it before they release it to production. Is that what you're calling it? Yeah, Kunle? Yeah, yeah, production minus one. <laughs> fair enough. I mean, JL, to be fair, on that point, you touched on um, Mercedes or Red Bull having the faster car. I, I, in my personal opinion, I personally feel it's the Red Bull car. We'll wait for the FIA to do their investigation and, and, and they'll get back to me on to whether that car's, you know, um, legal or not. Let, let, let's mm. put it that way. Mm. Um, but regardless of that or not, they done well. Um, and it was quite clear to see they were, they, were, they were the fastest car this weekend. And and clearly, Max, Max, Max you know, he, he hooked up perfectly. Coming back to Perez, I personally feel as though coming second, starting second on the softer tyre, well, not on the softer tyre, obviously, that, that all got wiped out for the start of the race. I feel as though he should have done a bit better. But um, look, hey-ho, we still got another 20-plus races, I think, to go. So hopefully he can um, show us what he's made of. Um, guys, I want to move swiftly on to what was probably the you know the, the biggest event of the race. It, it was a, um incident that involved Valtteri Bottas and... Uh, George Russell, everyone's wiping their hands on the screen. Um, yeah, it it, it 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 was an interesting encounter. I mean, we saw George Russell, you know, attempting for points in I, th- I think it was P twelve at the time. Bottas was P eleven, which shows exactly the level Bottas was operating. No, no, in this they were higher three. up. But they were higher up, were they? Yeah, I think it was P ten. I think it was P ten and P eleven. Sorry, sorry, it was it was no, it's P ten and P nine, isn't it? Yeah, all right. P10 and P9. Apologies. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh. Well, 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 they're battling for position nine, which shows um, what sort of area of the of the race that they were operating at. And I think it was going into the the Tamburello, um that they you know they both spe- spectacularly collided. Um, Chris, give me your take on this event. Um, it was it was emphatic accident to be honest with you. There was carbon fiber debris everywhere. And thankfully, you know, both both could walk away. Um, they could also engage in some sort of discussion. I mean, I don't know what sort of communication method was going on there between each driver wearing a helmet, but it seemed like there was um, a bit of animosity between the two. Um, what was your take on it, Chris? Well, the, well, first of all, like you said, it's like fortunate that everyone came out okay. There was big animosity, like Russell and Ambas were both swearing on the radio. You know. It's it's a racing incident in my eyes, you know. Yep. It's a drying track, slightly wet, but as moves the car slightly to the right, you know, where Russell is heading, but you know, there isn't enough space. Russell goes on the wet stuff, he spins, crashes into bias. Things happen. What I found really interesting was just the kind of like anger that Russell had towards him, where it was like he got out of the car went over to him, started swearing at him, hit him on the helmet, Bass was there giving the finger, you know, causing commentators to apologise. So they were really angry, like... And Russell's comments afterwards talking about how if there was any other driver, Bass would have just stayed on his line and not let him through. It's something that I find, like, really interesting. And also the fact that Total Wolf couldn't take a real... couldn't really take a side and was just there, like... Is 60-40 and didn't explain which driver it was that was at fault. It was just like they both kind of messed up there. So it's like a big accident, really unfortunate. 
But what I personal highlight is 100% um, Kimi Raikkonen right behind, just moaning at the fact that Debbie just flew in his car and he's like, there's stuff everywhere in here. He's just like, he's driving low behind and say, what's going on? There's stuff everywhere. There's debris all over in my cockpit. Like, he must have been happy it was a red flag to clean up the car because, you know, you don't want to be driving on pieces of rubbish. Yeah, I mean, look, 100%. First and foremost, it's, it's all about driver safety. So as much as... You know, we're thankful both Russell and Bottas could walk away from from that incident unscathed. You know, you, you have to say Raikkonen is also very lucky as well because there was shards of debris everywhere. The conditions were crazy. So, yeah, on that point, it's, it's good to see that, you know, um, the, the, you know every, everyone walked away happy from that. I suppose that, that, that resulted in the... In, in the raid flag and and before we get into some as some individual performances after that red flag what was your take on the incident as well Kunle I, I saw you there you know you you're rubbing your hands is is there anything you want to speak on in terms of um who is at fault here the aftermath of it um etc etc yeah I, feel, I just feel like Russell Russell the man they called Judge Russell was talking too much for a man who just tried to kill another man because if you look at the re- if you look at the replay, the only things that saved Valtteri's life was the halo. Hundred percent. I don't know if you yeah. guys. I don't know if you guys whoa, seen whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. I it saw was the that halo. Happened. Did you not see it was it was the car went up to a level where it, um, like it hit the halo. If you go check out I the can't replay, I what I'm hearing. I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. I, yeah. I, I was going to mention Look, this as well, but see, I'm glad Kunle brought it I'm up. I'm saying I'm saying what I said. I'm saying what I saw. You know. Go look at the pictures again. He was talking a bit too much. I mean, a lot. I get it. I get it. It's easy to bash on Valtteri Bottas. It's easy to. I don't think the. I don't think the grid rates him after last year. I feel that they all feel like he can be disrespected. I don't know why. Nam, I don't. I don't get. Okay, Nam. You. Okay, you so, feel like uh, you've right. got. You, you feel like you've got uh, things to say. So I let you. I have go. to defend. All right. So I have to defend Russell, and I'm gonna take it all the way back historically to Imola when Ayrton Senna died. Ayrton Senna died at that corner, right? Rest he in died peace, his car rest in peace went, to the legend. The rest of peace is Ayrton Senna. He died at that corner. So with that in mind, drivers have to be completely careful when they go around. That, 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 that corner is fatal, right? If you look at the photo, if you look at the images... And you look at the video of Bottas one, his positioning of that car around that corner, well, around that bend, um, and then the, the jolt that he did afterwards. As soon as Russell gets closer towards him, it is really dangerous. So, because uh, at first I was with you, Kunle, I thought racing incident. In fact, Bottas is in front, so really, it's it's he's not to blame here. But when I first, I, I looked at the position of his car, his car is too far wide. It's not, half his car is on the wet stuff. So, you know, the racing line is probably the driest part of the, the track. His car is, it's it's like 30% of his car is on the, the wet stuff. It, it, that's, that's facts. So as... as um, it's the bend. It's the, the bend makes it look that way. But yeah, okay. It's it's on there. <laughs> Whether the bend makes it look like that way or not, it's on there. 
And then Russell is overtaking, right? We've seen everyone else overtake, Hamilton overtake two drivers around that same bend. So it's a possible move if there's enough space. Bottas hasn't left enough space. And then he makes a jolt, yeah, which causes Russell to move onto the grass on a wet Imola around a corner that has taken a life of another driver. That is why Russell is so annoyed. And that's why he said to Bottas, do you want to kill us today? Because historically, someone has died at that corner. And and and, and this is why I can't I can't take Kunle what you're saying about, about Russell almost trying to save things life. Mm, mm, because even at that mm. moment, yeah, even at that moment as well, the carbon fiber from um uh the Mercedes hit uh Russell's halo twice. So if anyone, if anything was going to happen, it would have actually, unfortunately, it would have been Russell would have had the 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 worst of it than anyone. And this I, I, this is why I'm so shocked because what I saw was was damning on Bottas and it's an indictment of his driving, which he's been doing for the last. He's a reckless driver without any tire management and without any ounce of kind of like safety he's the one who caused the major crash last time at in Port- was it portugal or marileno one of them portugal i think it was when um the um when he backed into and, everyone yeah and grosjean was saying do you, does some whoever's at the front do, do they want to kill us and then the major accident that um uh grosjean had the fire in surprise surprise Bottas is the one who's driving recklessly around the place, causing a spiral effect, causing this has to crash. So we need to speak. No, no, no. No, no, no. I love this. No, no, no. No, no, no. And you'll see it. No, 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 no. Bottas is dangerous. He's dangerous. I love this. I love this. No, 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 no. I've just, look, look, guys, I've just seen it back. And and, mm. and I still I still stand by what I believe that the halo saved Bottas. Like Russell's tire could have literally taken off his head. So you have to credit the safety procedures that are there. Agreed. Although yeah. although Nam, what you are saying about his driving style, you know, an argument can definitely be made for that because he does jolt one way, and it does result in 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 a chain reaction. Personally, for me, I'm just glad both have walked away safe. Um, obviously, there was a bit of animosity afterwards. You know, Russell's come on and said, you know, you you you, you could have killed us both, um, which is you know, which is quite scary, especially when you consider what's what's happened at Imola in the past. But Kunle, do you have any any final words on this? First things and- first. First things first. To all of my um, to all of my Muslim brothers listening to this in the holy month of Ramadan. I would like to apologize for the haram that's come out of this brother's mouth. No, because because bruh, why are you bringing Sakir from last year into this? No, because About I'm, I'm showing sorry, I, I'm showing <laughs> friends. This is the thing is when major accidents and unfortunately fatalities happen in Formula One, these trends happen, and and this is a trend that needs to be nipped in the bud quickly because we don't want to get to, we're, we're going to, I've just looked at the calendar. Yeah. We're going to Portugal. We're going to Portugal which, next. Which we had, we had had major issues last year. 
then Spain, which isn't really as a procession. No, we've got Monaco and Azerbaijan and Canada, which are very Canada's Canada is fifty fifty. We got COVID out here bad. No, but in in the in the in the the calendar, that's what's next, right? Yeah. So Monaco street race, tight walls, Azerbaijan street race. There's a there's a corner which yeah I, 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 I know what corner you're talking about that night exactly. tight one when they go yeah yeah if I catch Bottas there boy it's scary and then Canada <laughs> again tight no so nam 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 sorry I'm, I'm asking you a question are you oh. saying this with your chest on I'm this episode on this episode of pit stop fracker on this episode of pit stop fracker yes I'm saying that that Valtteri Bottas is a dangerous driver. Are you putting it in the likes of Maldonado? <laughs> and Cole? <laughs> you know what? Let, let it run. Let it run. Let it run. I back it. Joe, J- J- you're backing it? I'm backing it. Thank you. I'm backing it. Thank no, no, you. This, is is right. no. this is actually disgusting. No, no, no. Because you know what, right? He gave me facts. Because I sit there thinking, you know what? That's actually true. Yeah, no. Hey, listen. He gave me facts. What can I say? It's true. Like, the, the 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 Magello one was it Magello one? That was one. No. Yeah, man. I don't, Chris. Chris, help me out here, please. Like, all right, I'm, so, so, I'm, so, I'm, okay. <laughs> the 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 Mal one, the, uh, the Magello one, it, it was Magello. Yeah, it's Magello. That one is that's someone else's fault to blame because you know. I don't know why the people at the back were going so fast, but that's another story for another day. This one here, there was space for Russell, but he just went on the wet stuff and he lost it. It happens. The problem is that, obviously, it was wet, so you make a bit more space. It's like, I think they call it the Max Verstappen rule within the drivers. So it's like, because Max got in trouble for it. <laughs> so, the Max Verstappen rule. Mahad, are you listening, yeah? Max Verstappen rule, Yeah. <laughs> So that's why yeah, George was so angry because he was like, he was like, okay, the dry, the it's still a bit wet, so you can't move over and like squeeze man like that, especially when man's got DRS driving at two hundred miles an hour. You can't make the same like fine movements that you normally would make. Let's say if it was fully wet or fully dry, because he had DRS, so he was gonna go off and do whatever. So it's like it was a perfect storm between both of them messing up. That led to that accident. So you can't call us a dangerous driver. Like the only person who I've seen him be a bit of an idiot with is Raikkonen. Apart from that, he's been clean with everyone else. So Wait, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's been. A, I mean, I don't remember Valtteri being a dangerous driver. To be I, nice you know me. what? From now on, from now on going forward, yeah. So are we are what? we on are we on a Bottas dangerous? We driving have to watch? be on a Bottas dangerous watch. <laughs> this is nah, yeah, because I'm watching from now on, yeah. You would see that he does things that I don't know if it's I don't know if he knows it's reckless, but it's reckless to the point that if if someone makes a wrong move here, fam, it it is scary. It's and I know Formula One is a dangerous sport. No. I understand that they put themselves in in positions, but I would I I I would rather these incidents happen when a driver who is trying to overtake has made an, an, an error or a mistake, but it shouldn't come from the driver defending 
and it shouldn't come from a driver who does something which is out of the blue. Like, for example, the, the thing in Magello, Portugal, wherever it was, the safety car incident. Previous safety cars, yeah, previous safety cars, have nobody's done this. Nobody's yeah. gone to the start-finish line and continued the way he was doing it. He could have done it earlier. He should have done it earlier, and he didn't. So if, a, if all the drivers behind you assume something that's happened for years and years and years and years, and you decide, mm, today I'm going to try something different, and it causes a, a terrible accident like that, we need to start questioning your driving. We, we have to. Look we'll, we'll, look, we'll see how it pans out across the rest of the year. You know, there is arguments for and against. Um, at, at the end of the day, it was an incident which which really um, changed the tune of the race. You know, there, it, it, it brought out a red flag. Um, drivers drivers were allowed to, you know, regroup themselves. We, we, we saw Hamilton there. Hamilton looked stressed on the first time I've, I've seen him look. Look so stressed behind yeah. the scenes. Can we speak but, on the Hamilton going off track unprovoked with a certain with a certain man called Russell being unlapped, being unlapped well, come on, since well, come we're on training out Bartry being a dangerous driver because yeah, <laughs> I'm bit, nah, I'm rattled, I'm rattled. I'm not even gonna lie, I'm rattled. Kunle, Kunle, we'll come on to it. We'll come on to it. Don't worry, don't worry, Kunle. We're, we're gonna come on to it, but. Touching on the restart. I've just seen it again was... on the TV. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. <laughs> come on, guys. Come on, guys. Let's 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 keep it going. Let's let's keep it stepping. Look, Lando Norris in that um McLaren, he was on the soft tires come come the race restart. You know, I think we had a break for 20 plus minutes. And then when we got racing again, Norris managed to obviously um overtake Leclerc. Which resulted him in being in second up until five to six laps to go. Um, I'm going to come back to you on this, JL. How did you um, assess that restart from from Norris? Um, he done pretty well, in in my view. Um, no, he did. He did. I mean, I think before the restart, um, I was in, well. I was even saying that because Leclerc was second. I even said, "Guys were saying, oh, maybe Leclerc might try for first with Max." It's like, nah, he won't. He would try and keep that second place, try keep, but basically get, get the car home. Um, but yeah, Norris just had a great start. Just, just, they just drove past him. <laughs> that quite simply just drove past him. Um, it's, it's obvious that the, the McLaren is faster than the Ferrari. Um, and I think what those laps really showed was Leclerc, even though he's a good driver, could not get close to Norris, yet um, Lewis, who was overtaking every car behind, like Lewis was getting past every car, had no issues going past him. So, and, and bear in mind, this is Norris on softs, um, what, 15 laps in? So the yep. Ferrari just, just, just couldn't get, just, just couldn't get near it. So that to me really emphasized how quick A, Norris is a driver, and B, that McLaren are probably the third fastest car on the track. And as I said, as I said before, the battle between them and Ferrari will come down to their second drivers, Science versus Ricardo, and which of the two of those uh, adapt to their new team quicker because both had less than stellar starts, shall we say. Um, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, 
Yeah, I, I personally think, you know, uh, McLaren have used their tokens very wisely um, in the off-season and, and, and they've really pushed that car um, to the next level. And I think on balance, they probably do have the third quickest car. Kunle, I want to come to you to let you uh, let a little more off your chest. Um, Norris's teammate, Danny Rick, talk to me about him. How was his performance uh, today? Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, the light, the light is starting to come on. What, what lights to, this? Tell yeah, us about this light. It's, it's, it's starting to get under the lights. You know, it's been two underwhelming performances back to back with, with, with Lando Norris doing. You know, the thing is, yeah, if you've had a bad weekend and your teammate had an all right weekend, you're off the, you know, you're off the hook. No one's really looking at your performance. But if you've had a, you know, you've had a bad weekend and your teammate is up there fighting for podium places in the same car and you're, you know, considerably the veteran, you know, more experienced driver. It's a bit, you know, you're looking a bit shaky considering Lando Norris started all the way in seventh or eighth. Was it eighth or seventh? And, and, and plus, don't forget, had he not had his time deleted, he would have been Third, exactly. So, yeah. you know, looking oh, at the whole, yeah. looking at the weekend in the whole, you know, from qualities into the race, it just looked like Danny wasn't really on it this weekend. And even at the restart, when we were on the Discord, the first thing I said was Hamilton should chop off Danny Rick easily because he's not been about it this weekend. Oh. So, I don't know. I like Danny Rick. I like Danny Rick. I think he's one of the most talented drivers on the current grid, but. If these performances do not get better, then we're going to start having to look at him and say, "My G, he'll, what he'll exactly?" Be under the, it's going to be it's going to be under the spotlight, you know. Under it's going the to get, spotlight, yeah. We'll, it'll get the Bottas cam the same way Bottas had the, yeah. has the cam. He'll get that same cam on him, <laughs> you know. So, so I just suppose, um, quickly wrapping up on 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 the McLarens, Chris, I'm I'm going to come to you on this. How do you think Danny Rick probably feels? You know getting that call midway through the race from Loris asking guys, can you just let me through so I can, I can focus on my race. I mean, how do you reckon Danny Rick sort of feels about that um, in terms of his position in the team at the moment um, and moving forward? Obviously we want to caveat this all by saying it's only the second race. Um, Norris has been settled in that team for a while now, but um, yeah, just want to kind of get your thoughts on that. Okay, wait, before I start on that play, I'm going to say one thing that they said, which is harsh, was about the two being outperformed by Norris. Last race, Gasly did run into the back of him. And he has a bit of an excuse as to why, you know, he didn't perform too well at Bahrain. But at this race, he was just slow. Obviously, your pride as a driver and as a man, you're not going to be happy when you hear that radio message. But he has to suck it up. He has to drive faster. And, you know, he needs to, you know, like he said himself in the post-race interview, he needs to find a groove of himself in the car. He hasn't got that yet. And it's clear to see that, well, while Norris is hooked up with it, Ricardo's still lagging behind and still figuring things out. So we still need to give it a bit more time before we put the lights on. But, yeah, it's not a good look right now. Yep. Yeah. Definitely not, 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 um, not the most exciting times for Danny Rick. But again, like Perez, we, we, you know, we, we, we hope he 
showcases his skills as the year goes on. Um, another team who, you know, in my view today looked pretty good. Um, and 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 they were showing what they were about. They were showing that they're no longer, well, I think they were seventh, eight. No, I think they were the sixth best team last year, Ferrari. They really did well today, um, in my view, right across the board. I could see Kunle tapping the, the Ferrari badge on his chest there. Um, how did you see them doing today, Joe? I know, I know you're a big Ferrari uh, and especially Leclerc Flan. How did you see um, Ferrari, um, not just today, but over the weekend? I think over the weekend, they had definitely had a better race. They, they did the qualifying because I'm not mistaken, Leclerc was fourth, which um, qualifying, which is expected. Sykes was 11th, which um, was not what, what we um, thought. Um, but overall, it was, it, was, it was a solid race. It was a solid race from them. Um, I think especially after the restart, uh, I think Leclerc would have Leclerc was third, Science was I want to say fourth, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah was, they, uh, they were behind. They were behind each other. Yeah, yeah, and just a solid, clean race, which, um, which is good. And and what makes it even more impressive is that Science had several spins or off the track a few times. So even for him. To get to where he got to, because I think what he he would have finished, I want to say what fifth today, give or take. Science, yeah, science finished fifth, Leclerc fourth. Yeah, so it's solid, it's solid point. It's a solid race. Um, Ferrari seem to well, Touchwood um, have the act together so far, and would you know would they win a race this season? I don't know, but at least you have two drivers who are. Well, a second driver that will at least now be competent on like the last driver last year, and will <laughs> and will at least give them a fighting chance for P three, maybe even maybe even P two, depending on Bottas and whatnot um, in the constructors. Yep, definitely. I, I think it's nice to see um, Ferrari doing well at the business end of the grid. Yeah. It's what uh, well, I like to class as F one heritage. Especially yes. when when they're up there, you you're gonna add something else, Jail. What were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say just to, so we're talking about second drivers, right? Um, if you look at some of the some of the, the the teams this year, the second driver who has obviously been new, quite a few have struggled in for various reasons. Perez, yep. uh, Ricardo, hey. Alonso, Vettel. Vettel. Sight hasn't really um, like, he's done okay, but he's probably been the best of the rest, but. We might watch how the season unfolds. That there's a trend that a lot of these newer drivers, for some reason, aren't. It hasn't clicked. Just haven't clicked yet. But that's just a something to kind of asterisk for future races. So, so, so using that analogy, are both harsh drivers just going to point at each other then? Yeah, so, just, no, you're I mean, the second driver. No, you're the second driver. Listen, <laughs> I don't count. I don't. I don't count Haas. So don't, I don't, let's not count Haas this year. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, there, there are there are eighteen teams or eighteen um, drivers on that on that grid. <laughs> Apart from concerns. So yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, look, guys, moving on. I, I, you know, we've got an action-packed episode today. We've got loads, loads, loads to get through. And Nam, I'm going to come to you next. Um, the pace that we've seen from the Aston Martin 
it's been non-existent in all honesty since um <laughs> since 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 the start of the year you know i mean Kunle gave us his technology references of you know a pre-production server or a qa server and uh, you know i'm, I'm going to apply that again to to aston martin control c plus control v is not working for them this year is it you know you can't just <laughs> copy a team and 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 hope it works out what's what's going wrong there mate tell me about it uh, well i was i was completely I, I was lost for words to be fair um for their performances for the first two races um especially last the last race i i, I didn't understand why there was such a a fall in um in performance considering that a lot of the regulations haven't changed that much and i think there's a there's an engine freeze as well um if i'm not mistaken so they, nobody's really developed their engines going forward so really all it is is it's body and arrow that is bringing kind of like the performance I mean, improvements and lack of in the case of Aston Martin. Until I heard something on uh, Ted Kravis's notebook, was it? Yeah, but well, it, it came from Ted Kravis over over the um, over free practice. I think it's free practice one or something like that. In regards to Aston Martin pushing for tweaking the error rules, and then I looked at the cars that were struggling and have been struggling. So Mercedes, um, Aston Martin, um, and I think that I think they're the only two um, that have been struggling. And they all, all have something called low rake low rake runners. So they're like the the wings. Well, not the wings. The back. I can't remember what it's called. But the um, the fuse are at the back is lower than let's say the um, Red Bulls and and the um, Alpha Tauris and stuff like that, and there has been a there's been a stricter regulation on those cars than there has been on the higher rate cars, and I think that is playing into the hands of, like I said, the Red Bulls, and it's detrimentally affecting the Aston Martin a lot more than everyone else. Um, I, I I'm, I'm I'm gonna reluctantly drop my Aston Martin stakes <laughs> and stocks. I'm 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 dumping them right now. Um, if these rule regulations are not changed, if they are, they have to come back into contention contention because that would mean that they they will be allowed to get the pace that they had last season back. Um, and that would put them in the mix. I, I, I don't know what's going on with Vettel. Um, I, I just think he can't drive that car at this, at this present moment. Um, and hopefully, if the rule, rule changes come back to or the tweet, um, he will grow into his car and therefore allow Aston Martin to be more competitive. But until then. Um, I'm dumping them. I'm cutting my losses. Um, from now on, I'm going to go revert back to my status quo of Mercedes um, and following Lewis Hamilton and 
constantly going to scrutinize uh Valtteri Bottas. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh Nam, we, we, we respect that and you know any opinion you express is is the opinion of your own. Obviously Kunle is not happy about what you said about Bottas and we're also getting tweets here or we're getting we the, the account's getting at it at the moment. I don't I don't know, I don't know who's who's at in the account, but there's but there's someone letting Pit Stop Fracker Twitter know that someone was at fault for that um for that collision that we saw today. But you know what, mate? Oh, you can say it with your chest. You know we respect it. Nam has been out in the Pit Stop Twitter account telling us that oh yeah, Bottas was at fault. But we'll we'll do a deep dive into that. Um during the week, we'll, we'll put a poll online on Twitter, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to look at that. To be fair, though, coming back to to the Aston Martin stuff, you know, let's be honest, man. Their 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 marketing campaign was more exciting this year than than their performances on track, man. Having Dave, having uh, you know, and it, it was it NFL stars or yeah NFL stars and was Tom, it Brady. Tom Brady yeah Tom Brady Tom Brady and James Bond and, and, and James Bond on was 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 much more exciting than their performances on track and they they can only do better to be honest with you I think where, where did they end up I think Vettel finished up in he finished in fifteenth Stroll DNF. finished in eighth yeah. oh no Vettel Vettel was DNF yeah. They had break issues it's, it's, throughout the race today too. So yeah, it's 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 not a good look at the moment, and you know they can only do they can literally only only get better from here. But I just want to move on now to the man himself, Pitstop Fracker's favorite, Lewis Hamilton. I mean, you know this guy is. Absolutely incredible. He showcased his skills again today. Lap 31, um, after coming out from the pit stops. You know, th- I'm I'm always gonna be here for Hamilton and I'm I'm always gonna try backing him. The, the conditions were tough for him, you know. He went off, you know, he 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 nipped the wall, you know, his front wing was damaged. Only Hamilton would have the intuition to reverse back onto the grid, you know, bring it back to the pits, get that front wing changed. Um and 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 fly from ninth to second in the way he did. Um, obviously, being the Lewis Hamilton fan that I am, I was enjoying that so much. And it was honestly a stormy drive from him um, following that red flag. But I'm I'm, I'm going to come to you on this quickly, Chris. Um, how did you see that from Hamilton? Did did you honestly see that 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 uh, front wing damage a bit uncharacteristic of him? Did you see that? That storming drive from ninth to second as 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 true Lewis Hamilton quality. What how, what did you make of him today? Well, he like the mistake was uncharacteristic, but as he said himself, humans make mistakes. You know it happens. But the drive back, you know, is exactly what Lewis is. They've even talked about how Lewis is an uber um, optimistic person and how normally Mercedes have to calm him down and give him low expectations. So like him being, they said, yeah, he can get second. They, be, he believed he could get second. They believed he could get second, and he went out and did it. You know, he's a kind of person. You know, there's expectations to be met. He'll go out and meet them, and that's exactly what he did. You know, clinical drive through, made the moves at the right time, showed experience, showed great racecraft. You know, really solid drive to come back from, from P nine, 
to second. Yep, yeah, it was a great. It, it, I mean, I saw it as a great drive. Um, he he put in some fantastic overtakes, and to be honest with you, watching it, I, I was loving it. Obviously, I wanted I wanted Hamilton to win, but you know the, the moves he put on Danny Rick, Science, Leclerc, I, I thought were fantastic, and, and and also to get Norris was was amazing, and it just goes to show that this guy doesn't give up. You know, he he will keep battling, he will keep fighting away, um, he won't let mistakes or you know bad luck or anything like that get to him um and it's just it's just a testament to to my goat that is lewis hamilton but i want to get your take on this nam um before i come to kunle on the last segment um yeah how, how did you find lewis's performance today um i thought that was a performance of a understanding champion that he needs to still be in it in and around the championship, even though he hasn't got the strongest car on the grid at this present moment in time. Um, I Again, I was surprised that he made that mistake because Lewis Hamilton is particularly good in the wet. So I think he, he, he was stressing. He was panicking a little bit, um, which I don't think he needed to do because he did win barring. Um, so if he stayed stayed in and around and just applied that little pressure maybe could have pushed out a mistake from Verstappen. Um, so I, I was surprised at, at that crash, but like you said, only him would have, would have thought, mm, let's reverse it out um, slowly and then get back into the race. He was fortunate that his cronies, his crony boss was acting the fool and caused a red, <laughs> <laughs> red flag, um, <laughs> which effectively got him back in the race. Because uh, he, if if that didn't happen, I don't think he would he would he would had enough time to get back. I will say though, because um, I remember I think one of you prior to the pod said that Verstappen had a, a had a good race. I will say though, we have to acknowledge the fact that there was a moment in time in the race where. Hamilton was finding it very hard to get past Norris. Um, Norris kept positioning his car very well because he wanted that second place. And I think that ate away at the laps um, for Hamilton to catch Verstappen. Um, I think if he if he got past um, Norris um, quicker than he did, uh, he would have... And, he, and as well, if he caught Sainz quicker than he did, I think those two factors played into Verstappen's hand. And if they weren't in, in play, we might be talk, sitting here talking about an outstanding performance from Lewis Hamilton coming to take pole position and winning the race. But um, that being that being said, he he had a good drive from ninth to second. In any, that's, that's, that's gaining eight places. That's phenomenal drive from any driver, considering that Imola is notoriously bad for overtaking. Yep, definitely, definitely. And I suppose that that just shapes up a a fantastic championship battle. Um we were saying it at the start of the year that you know, we want we we want a fascinating encounter between the two top teams. And and we're seeing that now between Red Bull and Mercedes, you know, Hamilton's now on 44 points, Verstappen's on 43. Without a doubt, there's a championship fight on now. And 
Um, we just want to see more of that, to be honest with you. We, we, we want to see Hamilton and Verstappen battling out, obviously uh, within reason and within fair racing. Um, but we just want to see that excitement on track and surely 2021 is, is going to provide us with that. Now, guys, moving on to our final segment of the pod, the Alex Albon Award. So this award that uh, Pitstop Fracker notoriously issue out every race is to the driver that just feels they were being racing too hard. And yeah, uh, unanimously, this, this, this has gone to Valtteri Bottas on, on, on Sunday, the 18th of April. Um, and we're fortunate to, to, to be in the company of, of a man who, who appreciates Bottas a lot. Kunle, can you explain to us why Valtteri Bottas has received our Alex Albon award? It's this evening. Um, it, I, I, I mean, if I speak, I'm in trouble. But I'll speak. <laughs> no, I'll no, speak. no, 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 no. I'll speak, speak anyways. Speak, I'll speak anyways. Speak, I'll speak, speak, anyways. speak. I'll speak anyways. This is a, this is a travesty. This is this is shocking. This is disappointing. I feel like the voters, um, the people that voted, have voted with an agenda in mind. You know, it's cool. It's cool to not like Valtteri Bottas. That's fine. But there was, there was no one else. It was Bottas. It, it was no, no, no. There's a, there's a man. There's a man. There is. There is no. Like I said at the start, there's a man in this race who, um, you know, who was overtaking on the safety car, who yeah. was spinning, who was spinning on his own. You know, there, yeah. there, there, there's, so, there's, so, there's, so I, I suppose couldn't just to no, no, just to interrupt you there. The the, the four selection that there were was Valtteri Bottas, Sergio Perez, Mick Schumacher, Yuki Tsunoda. Yuki Tsunoda got 3% of the votes. Mick Schumacher got 8.3. Perez got 33. And Bottas got 55. So it is probably just worthwhile making everyone aware that, yeah, look, Bottas and Perez were both yeah. leading that. However, come the I end feel, of it, Bottas. Yeah, I was, feel, I feel, I feel, Alex I feel like, award. I feel like here at Pissed Up Fracker, we need to, we need to drop the agendas on Bottas aside. And I feel like the agendas, the, the agendas have been swaying the mind of the voters, and that could that could today be why. Especially for today, I mean, no, no, jokes aside, jokes aside. Yes, yes, Valtteri had a he had a horrible race. He had a horrible Saturday, Sunday. But I mean, come on, he, this man barely did half of the race before he got wiped out. And I'm saying he got wiped out because it could have, like, you know, there's 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 images of someone else's car pointing at his you know halo. What? No, no, no. All of that, yeah, it's relevant. He's in the fastest car. He he qualifies. Yes, he shouldn't be in that position. He shouldn't be in that position. And if, was if, getting overtaken by Williams. That in itself. Williams. He was. That he in didn't itself. Get, it wasn't. That's that. That's enough. That's it did. It did not get overtaken by Williams. He was no, no, get, no. It, it was close. Yeah, he was going to. It was close to be. It was. I mean, ideally, he shouldn't be in that position to start with. But, but you know, but you know, I would, I would, I would, um, I would criticize him for that. Like, he didn't make moves that he should have made in the race early enough. I mean, he got lapped by the race leader, and possibly, I think, I think Lewis lapped him as well. Or Lewis was about to lap him before he, before he went off the track. But that being said, that being said, I don't, I don't think this is a, I don't think this is, I don't think this is a deserving award for Valtteri Bottas on this day, on this day, on this day, on this day. But um, it's okay, it's okay. We don't bend, we don't fold. 
we'll come back stronger next <laughs> next race weekend and I'm sure it would prove to the world why he has the Mercedes seat. But I, I still feel like that was that was a bit unfair on him. That was a bit unfair on him. You know what I'm gonna do, yeah? You know what I'm gonna do. I'm going to pin my damning evidence of Valtteri Bottas to my Twitter, and then I'm gonna retweet it out for the, Please, the pit yes. stop community to have a look at that damning evidence that almost caused the most horrific crash I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. Now, oh you are God. the most shameless. Well, you know, we're, 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 we're getting, we're going to get rebranded as shameless fracker all of a sudden. You know, the amount of shamelessness that's going on here. Um, yeah. But yeah, guys, be, be sure to check out the tweet. It's just been retweeted from the account. Um, that There is supposedly damning evidence to show there that Bottas was... Um, you know, being involved in dangerous driving there with with George Russell couldn't. Let, I, I want to give you one final question um, before we wrap up the pod. What are you expecting now from Bottas in Portimao? What What are you expecting from him in, in the next? Um, um, you know, he needs he needs he needs a strong showing. He needs to come out. He needs to you know, he needs to be as close as um as possible to Lewis as it can get. You know, he needs to if Lewis is P one, he needs to be P two. Wherever Lewis finishes, it needs to be either directly behind him or in front of him. You know, he cannot afford. He doesn't have that. I would say I wouldn't say credit in the bank because he has credit in the bank somewhat, but he doesn't have that. You know, he doesn't have the liberties to take to say, you know what, I'm gonna have another bad weekend, and and still survive the. Cause a, his names on people's lips. His name's on, you know, his name's on the grid. I, like, like I, like I said earlier, the, I don't think the drivers on that grid rate him as much as they would rate any other person in a Mercedes. We've seen, you know, we've seen it in the past. I don't think, I don't think he has that respect of the grid that he sort of deserves. So he needs to put a show in, and whatever happens, whatever happens to Lewis, he needs to be in there. He needs to be on or around him. He needs to be, you know. He needs the team to be able to rely on him like they have done somewhat in the past years. But now it's much more important, you know. They need Mercedes need two drivers consistently scoring high points. You know, if it's P one, it has to be P two. If it's P three, it has to be P four. I would say in it's in it and I would expect, you know, as a grown man, a man that has beard, I would expect him to man come that out. Has beard. I'd expect him to come out next next race weekend and you know and give us the the typical the the classic line from the Russian Grand Prix and for my haters, you know that that line. I'm expecting that line. from Roger. Yeah, that line. We know the line. Look, Kunle, thank you very much. Um, for, yeah, you know what? For 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 those final words on Batas, I think in in the next race, in my view, he has to step it up because if the spotlight wasn't already on him after today it surely is um he really needs to step up because without a doubt not only hamilton's under un, under competition now for for a championship mercedes are under competition now for a constructors championship so bottas needs to do all that he can to not only support himself but support the team so it'll be interesting to see obviously how that plays out um in the next Grand Prix. But guys, that is all that we have time for today. We've gone through 
a vast array of stuff. Please, please, please get involved in the comments. Please like, subscribe this video if you're on YouTube. Give us a like, give us a review if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. And please continue the conversation on Twitter at pitstopfracker. We'll be here with you every step of the way. We've got a great pod coming up for you next week where we're going to be touching on the um, upcoming announcement of the Miami Grand Prix as well as other key stories involved in the Formula One world. So be sure to stay tuned and get involved with us there. Until then, guys, peace. Take care, guys. Bye, guys. Peace. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.